everyone, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Liam Greco, but you may know me better as LDG. In today's episode, we are interviewing three of Cloud9's very own, Jen, Lindsay, and Shay. I'm so excited for you to listen in into what was my favorite episode so far, and be sure to listen throughout the whole episode to hear about their players that they want to see on Gotham FC and more. Today's guests, three members from Gotham FC's official supporters group, Cloud9. Let's get to know them a little bit better. Lindsay became a Cloud9 member in 2020 when Gotham FC announced their new home stadium, Red Bull Arena. Her favorite hobbies besides watching women's sports are cooking and reading. Shay joined Cloud9 in 2015. He is a musician, so many of his hobbies involve music. He plays four instruments, and guitar is the instrument that he's most proficient at. He also loves going to concerts whenever he can. Jen also joined Cloud9 in 2015. Most of her free time involves avidly supporting Gotham FC and New York Red Bulls. As a Gotham FC fan myself, I'm very excited to welcome the fans that keep the atmosphere of Gotham FC matches incredible. At one of Gotham FC's most recent home matches, I spent some time in Section 101 chanting for the New Jersey, New York side. From classic soccer chants to takes and popular songs, Cloud9 creates witty chants to pump up our favorite team. Some of my favorite points of the match are when the rest of the stadium gets involved with Cloud9's unique chants. Every time the ball hits the back of the net, the stadium erupts of cheers. When the team is searching for an equalizer, you will always hear Cloud9 lead a Let's Go Gotham chant. I love spending time with the supporters who are the backbone of the league's fan base, and I'm excited to have some of them in today's podcast. So thanks for being a part of this episode, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Okay, so let's just get started this discussion. First of all, what does it mean to be a member of the supporters group, specifically Cloud9? For me, it means really being dedicated to building the community around this team and making people feel like if they show up at the game, they're always going to have someone to hang out with, someone to greet them at a tailgate or in the section, and just to have those automatic like first friendships at a game and to really make sure everyone feels accepted and supported among the fans. Yeah. Does anyone have anything they would like to add on to Lindsay's response? No, I think, uh, yeah. Family is probably one of the biggest things. You come to a Gotham game, if you don't have uh, friends that are probably that interest, interested in it, you instantly get a new set of friends that will come to you, um, come with you to games and all that stuff. So you have an instant um, backing. Yeah, Cloud9 often sets the atmosphere for the stadium's matches. And so for those people who maybe have never attended a Gotham FC match or are just curious to see how a supporters group runs on a game day, what exactly does everyone here like do on game day? And in preparation to the match, potentially during the game, how does Cloud9 like work on a game day for someone maybe who hasn't seen Cloud9 in action? Uh, I'll take this. Um... Uh, our day, for a lot of us, our day starts about five hours before kickoff. Um, we're at the stadium putting up banners, um, setting up the, the section. Uh, if we have a TIFO, we're getting that rigged up. Um, then we go out and, and join the rest of the crew tailgating. Um, and that goes to about uh, when gates open, which is about an hour before kickoff. Um, and then once once it kicks off, it's, it's just... Uh, it's all ruckus from there, from all, all the fun wilds from there. Yeah. The atmosphere at, Cloud, at Gotham FC matches that is propelled by the Cloud9 chanting is always something very fun to watch. And I think Shay and Lindsay touched on this a little bit in the first question, but what is your favorite part in being in Cloud9? 
I mean, for me, it's definitely the people I've met. Um, you know, I've made really great friends. I've also like I met my partner through Cloud9 um, and like Shay described it as a family. That is really is how it feels. There have been games where I just like show up by myself and I know that there's going to be a bunch of people that I know there. Um, so that is that's one of the best parts. And then just having an excuse to, to yell and scream for 90 minutes every couple of weeks is really, <laughs> really nice, too. To add on with a follow-up question, like what is your role in Cloud9 or maybe a favorite memory you have in the organization? Um, so so all three of us are members of the board that kind of runs, runs Cloud9. Um, and otherwise, like my role, I kind of try to fit in wherever I'm needed. So I help with fulfilling our the orders of our um, membership. So when someone joins Cloud9, they get a scarf and a, a fanny pack this year is our special gift. Um, and so I'm the one that ship those, ships those out to everyone. Um, and then game day, I often help with setup. Um, I help with painting TIFO when I can. And if listeners don't know, TIFO is a huge banner, like 50 foot piece of plastic that we paint and design and raise for certain games. Um, and I'm not much of an artist, but I help with that whenever I can. Um, and then recently started jumping up on the capo perch a couple times. So you'll you'll see me capoing when I'm when I'm needed. I'm like a third string capo. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I started out as the drummer. Um, so I was on a snare with alongside Jen on the bass drum. Uh, and I recently got upgraded to capo. So I am now on the perch majority of the time. Um, for me, I get uh, in my role in Cloud9 outside of game days is probably like outreach in Brooklyn, I guess. Uh, I'm in charge of doing like all the bar stuff um, and getting people out to, to watch parties in Brooklyn and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so you talked about um, capoing, and it's so incredible that the capo is almost like the leader of a section at the Gotham FC matches as they or as they orchestrate the rest of the section. And so our next question was actually referring to TIFOs, and I think Lindsay kind of nailed it on the head of what a TIFO is. But do for those of you who do have created TIFOs in the past, do you have a specific favorite TIFO that you've made? Uh-huh. Question. Um, uh, it's always the next one. Is always my favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, they're they're like children. I can't just pick one. Um, they're all special in their own way. Um, not only from you know a creative standpoint, um, because unfortunately one of one of three people that that help with the design of those, but just it's an opportunity for folks to get involved. Um, even if you don't have any artistic skills, um, there's always ways to help. And we've had, a, I think, a lot of new members over the years kind of find their their way in the in, into the club by coming. I love the Fitz family, footy, footy family, Tifo. That's one of my favorite ones. And it kind of seems like you're touching on the community of uh, Cloud9 and how it relates to game day. Shay, do you want to add on to that? Um, Jen cannot pick a favorite, but I sure can. It's 100% the, the headless horsewoman uh, TIFO. Same. That I'm, yeah, right? Um, uh, it, it came out absolutely fantastic. And um, uh, uh, Jen, uh, Jen um, Nat, and Melissa did a fantastic job designing it and putting everything together. 
Um, and it's also the one we won an award for, right, Jen? Yeah, we've won two awards, but that was the most yeah. recent we won an award for. That would probably be my favorite out of all the TFOs we've done so far. So you've talked about, and we've kind of, in general, referenced what it's like being a supporter section at home matches, but often you may be posting on social media for the Cloud9 about at away games. So what is it like being at a supporter section at perhaps an away game if it's against Washington, D.C., is, you know, one of the more closer locations? What is it like being part of the supporter section? Uh, so we usually come down with like a good amount of people for away games, usually between, I guess, what, 10, 10, 10 to 15 people, maybe, Jen. Um, I feel like that's a decent number. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's always fun. We, uh, depending on the stadium, we'll probably bring a drum. Um, and it, we like getting the heckles from the home crowd. It's always, <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah. Um, and we, we also give it back to them. So they, uh, it's, a, it's a great experience to come in for a away game. If you're in any of the locations, um, and you support uh, the uh, Gotham side, and you're an away fan at, a, at, a, at, at their home stadium, it's always a fun time to join us if we are there. I went to my first um, away game last year, which was the one against DC, and that was definitely my experience, just you know, being kind of the, the heel of the stadium, <laughs> which is fun. Um, and then I'll be going to the game in Portland this year, so I'm excited to experience their, their culture and just like what it's what it's like to be an away fan there, which I'm sure will be an experience. Yeah, the Providence Park women's soccer culture is incredible. Their attendance and support around their team is often very fun to watch as a, if it, you're you know, a neutral fan, but you never want to see Gotham get, you know, 20,000 fans at Providence Park screaming out of them. But Cloud9 creates that similar atmosphere for away teams here in the city and how does Cloud9 continue to create that atmosphere when perhaps Gotham's on the road? Like against those games, if you're not going to those matches, how can, I know Shay talked about the watch parties. Would you like to elaborate a little bit more on how a Cloud9 fan based in New York City could support their team when their team is away? Um, so we have we have a couple locations in Brooklyn specifically um, that show the game, that show every game. Uh, it's Patty's, um, Highbury Pub and no, I was going to say like the club has also official watch parties at yes, Crystal Lake yeah, yeah. in Williamsburg Crystal sometimes. Lake. Yeah. yeah. Um those are usually the three because Patty's is basically my bar. It's it's I've been going there since I turned 21. Um they've gone full in with the uh, with the Gotham Gotham support. Um so that's where the main um Brooklyn watch parties are. So want to come out to a game um or if you can't make it to a home game the patties will always have the gotham game on at some point so it's like a second home away from red bull arena for gotham fc when you have the away matches um it's an opportunity for fans from what it from what i'm hearing to come out and support their team and have almost like a home environment when their team is away so um Moving on, you. I think you've. We've talked a lot about what Cloud Nine does on game days, whether it's home or away, and we. I think some of you have touched on this a little bit. But what does Cloud Nine do? Perhaps it's charity community efforts when it's not game day. Yeah, we always have some sort of fundraising campaign going on, and that's something that has like long been part of Cloud Nine. 
Um, and so we'll select charity partners for different campaigns. Like we always have a campaign during Pride Month. Um, we had a campaign that recently wrapped up as part of our Challenge Cup efforts. That was for every goal. People pledged an amount of money for every goal that Gotham scored in the Challenge Cup. Um, and the partner for that was Baji, uh, Black Alliance for Just Immigration. Just so we fundraised <laughs> to support them during the Challenge Cup. Um, and I feel like that's also a good part, a good way to get people involved, even if they're not in our local market, because we do have Cloud9 members that live outside of this area or even outside of the country. And it's a way to get involved virtually and still support the supporters group and, and support the things that we care about as a community. Yeah, um, there was also, I believe, wasn't there another auction for Pride Month that happened a few months ago for Jersey that Cloud9 led the effort of? Uh, yes, one of our members who uh, works for Ally uh, was gifted a jersey, which uh, she then um, did a did an auction for, with, and the proceeds went to our Pride Raiser, um, which was for the Ally Forty Center. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Ally Forty Center is um, it's an organization for homeless LGBTQ uh, youth um, in New York City. So it sounds like Gotham FC also including Cloud9, often does a lot of charity work on and off the field. And I think Cloud9's message of trying to create a better world around Gotham FC and using their membership and experience and fan fandom of, Cloud, of Gotham FC through Cloud9 to create more charity efforts around the world, which is incredible. So you talked a little bit about the scarf and the merch that you get as a Cloud9 member, but I also know that as a member, you also get access to other perks like the Discord and the discount and seating. And so would anyone like to tell me about why there are such great perks to gain after becoming a Cloud9 member? I feel like the Discord is a great spot just to develop friendships with other members and to talk about the game. You know, there's always a very active conversation during away games of people just talking about every play, um, but also conversations about other things like a lot of us also support the New York Liberty, the WNBA team. So we'll like coordinate there about who's going to those games and and also just talk about random stuff. It's funny, it's like as active in the off season as it is during season, I feel like, because we all just like chatting with each other and, and staying in community with each other. Yeah, I think it rings back to, from what I'm hearing, the, the common theme of community that surrounds Cloud9, whether it's digitally, virtually, or at the stadium of Red Bull Arena, which is why it sounds like another great way to become a Cloud9 member, which you can do at cloud9golf.com, which is why it's such a great way to support Gotham FC. As you mentioned, there's many ways as not being a member in the local market as to, to support your cloud, your local and favorite NWSL team, even if it's not your local team. So we've talked a lot about the present and but maybe and got Cloud9 currently, but maybe what are some goals for Cloud9 in the future? Where would you like to see Cloud9 in a few years? Uh, I mean, I think the obvious would be to increase our numbers, but not just membership-wise, um, just more participation in the stadium. Um, and that can be with Cloud9 members or people that aren't Cloud9 members. You don't you don't need to be a member to stand with us in, in Section 101. Um, we'd like you to, but... Uh, you know, it's not a requirement. So if people want to come and check it out, uh, they're more than welcome to during the game, just pop over. But I, I think increasing our our presence uh, on game day is, is a personal a goal of mine. 
Yeah, and we we might seem intimidating at first, but we're a bunch of teddy bears. Um, <laughs> like, if you don't want to join us um, uh, during the game, you can come say hi uh, before, during the tailgate, or even after the game. We usually are in the parking lot after, um, just like talking and 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 chatting. It's just like hanging around um, after the game. So. We're not as intimidating as we look. So the atmosphere sounds to be great at Cloud9 matches, and also you clearly have a lot of plans for the future, as um, Jennifer talked about, which is expanding the numbers of Cloud9, but is there any other goals that anyone would like to add on? Um, so I've, I've gone to the last two NWSL championships, and I think that those supporters groups and clubs did a great job hosting, and I think that we would do an even better job in partnership with the club just having that platform. So I'd love to see us host an NWSL championship at some point. Um, if we're talking, you know, lofty goals, I don't think that lofty, I think we could do it. And I think it would be awesome. Um, but I'd love to, I'd love to experience that. The New Jersey, New York market clearly showed out last November when the U.S. women's national team played a friendly at Red Bull Arena. So there is a women's soccer community here to pack the stadiums if for Gotham games, for NWSL championship games. And I think that that USA game was just another example of how women's soccer, not just in the New York, New Jersey area, but globally has been growing significantly. And that was apparent at this summer's Women's World Cup. Is there any new favorite players that you have from the Women's World Cup? Perhaps players you maybe want to see on Gotham FC sometime in the future? Mm. I mean, I don't think I'm alone in saying I was like very taken with Linda Caicedo and I would love to see her in the league, you know, like yeah, obviously yeah. at Gotham ideally, but like just having her in the NWSL would be would be really cool. Caicedo was fantastic. For Spain Selma Parello? Yes, Selma Parello. I, I I've loved how she played. Um I just wanna see in her league. I don't it, it'll be great again if she played for Gotham, but um I feel like she will be a wonderful uh, addition to uh the NWSL. And, and the NWSL before she signed the contract of Real Madrid. A few I had in my mind, Melky de Mornay for Haiti oh, was one. Yeah. I loved watching Kyra Cruni cross for Australia mm-hmm. um, to add on maybe for Spain. I liked Olga Carmona as a left back, another Real Madrid player alongside Caicedo. I thought she did a great job of that left wing supplying crosses and she finished two goals when it mattered the most. So we kind of talked about new favorite players and joins NWSL because obviously the NWSL really has been a big topic of conversation has been more international players in the NWSL. That's been something a lot of people have been asking for with the current regulations from the CPA and just in general in the NWSL with the international spots. That has been something that has, you know, maybe in the past held teams back for more than five or six international players. But um, let's throw those international spots out the window for right now. Is there two or three players? If you're the GM, if you're the new assistant GM, maybe, is who are the two, three players that once you get in that office, you you immediately want to sign for your favorite team? I mean, is it is it cliche to say? Is it too her? basic? <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what I was gonna say. It's yeah, like yeah, I, okay. I mean, I, I know we want her back. A striker. She's still under contract. We want her- so. Back, man. 
We want her back. Chelsea, give her, give us Sam Kerr. You've, <laughs> yeah. you've had her for too long. Get your Champions League this season and bring her back to the NWSL. Obviously, she played here when she was younger and starting out in the NWSL. Still is the NWSL's top goal scorer of all time. Kind of crazy considering she's been in Europe or in Australia and played overseas and still remains the top goal scorer. A, a dynamic forward like Samantha Kerr, I think, I could say this firmly that any NWSL team would love to have Samantha Kerr on their roster because she's such a player who can change the game. And we saw that for Australia in this World Cup. You know, she didn't get as many minutes as I think a lot of people would have expected going in due to injury, but she really just played such a great role for that team. Is there any other players that I know Sam Kerr is probably a peak player that you would all want, but is there anyone else you'd like to throw in the mix for Gail Averbush to look at? <laughs> Um, I enjoyed Fowler, Mary Fowler, from, also from Australia. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching her play. Uh, Courtney Vine, again, Australia. Australia was really good yeah. this season. This, yeah. this World Cup, they were fantastic. Um, uh, so Mary Fowler, Courtney Vine. Um, as an Arsenal fan, I would love to see McCabe over here just to give McCabe, just to give yeah. the a little bit more oomph and just like. <laughs> attitude, spunk. Just a little bit more attitude, yeah. <laughs> the NWSL has a lot of attitude, but I feel like McCabe would just bring it a, a yeah. little step higher. So I'll, I would love to see McCabe over here. Preferably Inc- at Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> Increasing the NWSL after dark madness would be yes. hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Katie McCabe. Um, a player that I had in mind, I don't know. The NWSL hasn't released anything official about free agency. It seems to be a theme with the late announcements in the league. But according to a lot of websites, Crystal Dunn's contract does expire with the Portland Thorns. And she would be a player I would love to see on Gotham. She's from the state of New York. So a player who's very versatile, brings experience to a relatively young Gotham side. I think she's a player that I would throw into the mix there alongside. I know this is very basic, but in an expansion draft year, you're going to be expect to see a lot of player movement with players moving to Bay FC and Utah Royals. Gotham will have some new roster spots, and I think I would love to see a player like Vivian Miedema come over to the NWSL, a player who could play up along, to me. alongside <laughs> I know you're an Arsenal fan playing alongside Lynn Williams and Mitch Purse up top and potentially Esther Gonzalez we'll get into that later in this episode but um Vivian Meadham is just a dynamic goal scorer coming back from an ACL injury with Arsenal signing so many new players I think she would be a nice fit for mm-hmm. Gotham so that was a really nice full question round I think I'm are we ready to move on to rapid fire questions yeah so yeah. So what was the first soccer match you ever attended? Uh, I don't remember the opponent, but it was a Sky Blue game in 2015, right after that Women's World Cup. That Women's World Cup was really what got me into soccer initially. So Sky Blue versus whoever. (laughs) Um, For me, it was in the Caribbean. So in St. Lucia, where I'm from, that's where I grew up. Uh, It was uh, like parish versus parish. Um, type of soccer match. So that was probably my first when I was like four or five. It was 94, <laughs> 94 uh, U.S. women versus China at Yursac at Rucker during the Chiquita Cup. Oh. Next rapid fire question. We'll start with Jen again. When did you fall in love with soccer? Um, probably when I was eight, maybe. That's when I started playing. Um, I fell out of love in, after college and fell back in love probably around 2004. 
So I have, I've had a love-hate relationship with the sport, but currently in love, so. For me, it was about the same when I was like around uh, like six, seven, around that time. Um, and then I picked it back up when I came back to this, when I came to the States um, in, uh, like in high school and stuff, and I started following up again. I'm probably the rare soccer fan that has never played. Um, I was not a sporty kid, so I did not fall in love with it as a kid. It really was that 2015 Women's World Cup. Um, and after that, I like went to that one Sky Blue game. It was a little far for me to go regularly got into like men's soccer briefly. And then like once they moved to RBA, I was I was all in with Gotham. Yeah, for me, it was the first time I kicked the ball in rec soccer. I had seen, my first game was with an NYCFC match um, and when I was younger. And I think for me, just playing on a team, I loved soccer from the moment that I started playing as a defender. And I still love playing and I love going to soccer matches, whether it's Gotham FC, um, I'm not a big NYCFC fan. I know a lot of you are Red Bulls fans, so I'm not trying to frustrate you. Sunshine <laughs> is a neutral space. Everybody is welcome. So moving yes, on. Gotham's the one thing that we could all agree on, regardless of your men's team affiliation. One, one word to describe Spain winning the World Cup. Tired. I was just tired by the end of the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be uh. some juicy questions here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's... Oh, I, I, I guess, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, it's more of a sound. It's like, uh, I'm happy for the players. I'm, yeah. I'm so upset about like the coach and the federation. Yeah. Agreed here. Yeah. What about you, Jen? Just glad it wasn't England. I would, I think we all can agree there. Um, I wonder what Esther Gonzalez is going to say when we hear these responses, if she does sign for Gotham in the coming days. Speaking of Esther Gonzalez, one word to describe Esther Gotham being heavily linked, a.k.a. about to sign with Gotham. Love it. Yeah, same. Love it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I think this team has always had such a good core when in the midfield, I know in previous seasons, the, te- the season that we made the playoffs in 2021, we had Ifeon Onomoni, Mitch Purse, Ali Long, Carly Lloyd in the middle of the field, keeping holding it down there. And I think adding some more attacking firepower to this already te- star power team that has a great front line of Mitch Purse coming back from injury and Lynn Williams. I think the trio of Esther, Lynn, and Midge is going to be something that's going to be very fun for all fans to watch at Red Bull Arena. Coming into the playoffs, adding reinforcements to the side is going to be a nice touch. I will say, come on, Juan Carlos, give us some more Ifeona Onomonu. Let her play some more <laughs> yes. minutes. I'm, yes, yeah. 100%. But I've loved watching this Gotham side, and I think we can all agree that adding a player who has the experience of Esther Gonzalez will just be a great addition to this side when it comes to veteran leadership and also goal scoring. She scored, I think, over 20 goals in in Europe this season for Real Madrid. So having a player of that quality um, alongside players who already can put the ball in the back of that and Lynn and Midge up top is going to be great. Um, favorite Gotham FC match ever? I, I, I can start this one off because I, I have the same one I say all the time. So it, it's actually during the Sky Blue days. Um, we didn't win a game all season. Um, we had some tough draws, but that final game, um, I mean, it didn't mean anything to either team standings-wise, but um, we pulled out a win. And just 
there were people crying in the stands. Just you know, yeah, yeah, just so happy for this team that had such. It was it was brutal on and off the field uh, for those players and for them just to win to go out with a win. Um, yeah, I'll never forget that game. That was a very talented team that had Shea Groom, Savannah McCaskill, Katie Johnson, and for them to finally get that win, I can vividly remember that match. I've I wasn't a super fan then, um, but I remember watching the highlights of that game again and again and again in 2020 after the Challenge Cup because I wanted to see more of Gotham, and that was just a great match for them. What about you, Shay? Any games come uh, to mind? Yeah, the No Shield for Portland game. That game was oh. fantastic. <laughs> That's what um, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's the No Shield for Portland and the 2018 uh, last game win. I, I, I think that the 2018 game was probably because they won it on my birthday. It was my birthday that day and they won. It was the last game of the year. <laughs> um, so th- it's like it's a tie between those two for me. Yeah, I was going to say the No Shield for for Portland. Yeah, and also in part because my sister got into the team last year, and all she got into the the team like during a season that was kind of difficult, and then that game was so joyful, and we felt so celebratory. It was a draw, but it still like felt amazing. Um, And I was so excited that she got to experience that after coming to game after game. (laughs) That was a loss. So that was exciting. Yeah, as that was Gotham only won one match at home last season against the Spirit. Um, That draw against Portland was a great way to end the season. That was pretty miserable in on-field results. They kind of struggled to get it going. But I think credit to Yale Averbush West and Juan Carlos Amaros, who have done a great job with the team this season, to grow and to really help the side develop on and off the field. And for me, I would have to say... Beating Ola Rain earlier this season was one of my favorite matches when they just wiped them off the field because <laughs> I was not super confident going into that game because they are playing an Ola Rain side that won the Shield last season, thanks to Gotham. And I just knew that it was going to be a challenging match, and Gotham pulled it out. Brunina scored. Nyswanger scored that incredible goal. She's one of my favorite players, so that was nice to see. Um, yeah, I I'm, I will say anytime a team a team beats Portland, we all can clap our hands because I don't <laughs> think any NWSL fan will like Portland or North Carolina based on their success in the league's history. Um, and considering that Gotham FC has had such a great year this season, for me as a fan who's also kind of this is my first season as a season ticket holder. I've just loved watching the team develop this season, so the rain match would have to be my favorite one. Um, I'm going to give another hard question here. Who's your favorite Gotham FC player, past or present? I mean, I I will say, like, one of my absolute favorite things about this season is the fact that Sinead Farley and Manashim play for us. Like, and I'm just so, I'm so excited to watch Sinead. And, like, I was just excited to see her on the roster at all, but then to see her play as well as she has been, like, I, I'm just really, really, really glad that she's on our team the creativity that she brings to the midfield, which is what I think, in my eyes, got her called up to Ireland. Her creative um, dribbling skills and her good footwork in the midfield has clearly been a bright spot for Gotham this season. What about you, Shay? Favorite player? Uh, 
past, I would say Maya Hayes. Maya Hayes is one of my favorites. Um, and present, ooh, probably Dorsey. Monty Dorsey. Yeah, yeah, Dorsey, yeah. Oh, she, we haven't seen her yeah. in a bit, so I'm kind of worried, but... Hoping she'll be back yeah. in the field and okay soon enough. Yeah. What about you, Jen? Any well, favorite golf I mean, players, past or present? Sherry basically took my answer. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad he said <laughs> Maya Hayes because I don't think Maya Hayes got the credit she deserved when she was playing. She yeah. was a really underrated player. Um, yeah. But I'll say past Kaylin Sheridan. I still mm-hmm. I still miss her. No no shade to oh, any of our current goalkeepers, but. Um, Kaylin is special. Um, and present, oh, Mandy Freeman. She stuck it out through yeah, so much. I was, I was leaning she, in. She's the last woman stand. Her and Amani, but um, Mandy was here a year before Amani. Uh, just, I mean, stuck it out for so long, dealing with so much. And I'm glad things are in a better position for her. She's been great yeah. this season. I think playing more of a fullback role, which not many people would have expected going into the season as more of a typical center back, but I've loved seeing her take on and crush um, Morgan Weaver against the Forens. That was one of my favorite. Again, we all love watching the Forens lose, so that was a fun moment mm-hmm. to see Mandy crush Morgan Weaver. For me, current players, yeah, Mandy Freeman is one of my favorites, and also Jen Eiswanger. I'm going to throw that out there. As a player who is she came in, at her her debut was 11 minutes or something into the, the match against Angel City for Allie Krieger. She is playing as a defender, which is not her natural position. She's continued to play there all season. She's been a rock back there. She's helped this team so much. I, there's been points I think she's been one of the best players in the field, orchestrating the offense. And, yes, yeah, so that's my favorite player on Gotham currently, alongside Mandy. Um, next question. One word to describe the Gotham FC match day experience. I'll say fun, and then someone else will follow me up and finish it. <laughs> uh, chaotic. Loud. I would have to say electric. I think the fans, you know, I think when you watch these games on TV, even if there's, you know, our attendance, if it's like 5,000, 6,000, it sounds like 30,000 that are cheering on this team. And I think the incredible amount of devotion that our fans have to the team is awesome to see watching as a as a fan um, who's you know, newer to the team. There's been so many fans like you all in Cloud9 who have stuck it out through the hard times of this team. And so I would, yeah, I would describe the team as electric. To go on with a similar theme of questions, one word to describe Gotham FC's season so far. I'm going to say... I'm going to say joyful. Like, this team is playing with a lot of yeah. joy and... And it looks like they are having a good time and like they're happy to be on this team. I'll say so it's more of a more of a strategy than like a word to describe it. But like uh, Tiki Taka, where it's just like uh, Juan Carlos has really in, like implemented the very Spanish uh, looking game, where it's just like a lot of possession. Um, so I, I think that really describes how the season has been going so far. It's just like. You, we're holding that possession. We're we're going forward, but we're we're doing it confident. So, so. I'll say relentless. Um, e- even when things aren't going great, you know, we just came off of a tough uh, road loss. Um, the team doesn't seem to be giving up at all. Yeah, those are three words that I think I can re- I agree with. And my answer was promising. I think that this mm. team 
has shown so much promise throughout the season to make a deep run in the playoffs. They've obviously made the playoffs once in the um, club's history, um, falling in the quarterfinals, and I think I could see this team going pretty far this year, which leads me into my next question. What is your Gotham FC prediction for the rest of the season? I think Lynn passes Kerr in uh, goal, all-time leader. For me, I think uh, getting to the semifinals, at least. I want to win the cup. I, I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be there. I want to I wanna see it. <laughs> My prediction was I'm hoping for a home playoff game, top four, in the regular season, at least. And then I want them to at least, I'm not saying that I hope that them to lose in the semis, but I want them to ma- at least make the semifinals. I think but they're coming off of a season where – of course, we. I want them to win the cup, but at the same time, I feel like they came out with such a rough season. What they've done so far, the season is already an accomplishment. I think everything that they've done with this team, from a front office standpoint to a player standpoint, the new moves this team has had. Every Abby Smith is a player who I have to bring up. Um, star, rock solid goalie. I hope she's okay after the injury on Saturday's match. But so far this season, she's been great in net. And I think the season has been great so far, and I hope that they can reach the semifinal. I had the list of the Gotham FC or Cloud9 game day songs printed out here. Do you have a favorite song that you'd like to talk about? I can do mine. Uh, Cascada is probably my favorite. Every, uh, every time we touch, that's probably my favorite one. We just, we, uh, it's a new addition to the song sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a fun song to do, and uh, a good a good amount of people know um, the the song already. So it's 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 always high energy. Um, everyone can get into it. Uh, I like Gotham Roads because I get to take a break on the drive. I was also going to say Cascada, and I'll just add that I, it feels so Jersey to me. You know, like it's a fist pump anthem. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and it's it's really fun. Glad you came. I don't know if it's because I like the song in real life, but I think it's just a fun song. When I was sitting in that got the, the section for um, the second half of that Challenge Cup match against The Courage, I was very happy. I like that chant a lot. Um, I'm not going to ask you to sing it, but is there, a fav- <laughs> is there a favorite lyric of a song from your favorite song, or it could be any song in the Cloud9, that you think really is, you either really enjoy singing it, or you think embodies the culture or the spirit of this team? Well, this isn't the song I said was my favorite, but I also really love Sha La La, and I love yeah. like the slow Sha La La part where you start with everybody like holding on to each other, and it's I've only capoed a couple of times, but it's really nice to see the section with like everyone joining arm in arm. I like that. Then, wipe uh, out. Yeah, wipe out. Wipe out. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. There, there, we have like a group of like five people that come in almost every game, and they basically mosh <laughs> to, to like a good portion of the song. Awesome gang, ain't nothing to mess with. That's like that's pretty much that part. For me, it's more because um, I'm. Like Shay said way earlier, I'm on one of the drums. So um, it's more of a drum part than, than the song part. And there's sort of two, but, but it's Vamos. And because there, there's a set, we go fast for most of the song, but then we'll drop down so people are just clapping. But that part when we go back into the drums, 
I don't know. It fires me up. It's fun. How would you describe to someone who has never seen women's soccer, never seen Gotham, the culture of Gotham and what this team embodies and maybe like a sentence or a word, whatever you like to answer this question. It's very open-ended. It's a very inclusive culture that wants everyone to feel welcome in a way that I have not experienced in another professional sport ever before. I agree with Lindsay. It's, it's, it's a very inclusive space. Um, even there's, there's a lot to, to do to make it even more inclusive. Um, but they've made it possible that like anyone can come in and be welcome there so yeah i'd have to i'd have to agree um and i think they what's what i like about this this newer front office is that they recognize that there's work to do um you know they're not just sort of you know standing on 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 walls or anything like that they're they they know that there's work more work to do to be even more inclusive, and and to reach out to the community and um, it's baby steps but but they're getting there. I promise this is the last question, but me more cloud nine specific. What would you tell someone who maybe they went to a Gotham FC match and they're considering being a member in Cloud Nine? Join us. It's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's fun, loud. It's uh, it's you get again instant family members. It's 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 uh, everyone here is there to watch the game and have fun, and uh, you'll get instant friends. Yeah, uh, come out to a tail if you're a bit apprehensive. Uh, come out to a tailgate. That's the best place to meet people. Um, or or like we said earlier, just hop into the section. Um, like Shay said, we're your instant friends. Um, we have there was a group of folks out in in Australia, New Zealand, who any other way they would they probably would not be friends, but Cloud Nine has brought them together. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining in this episode. This has been my favorite episode to record. I cannot wait for this episode to go live and for everyone to listen and for all of our listeners feel free to check out cloud nine at cloud nine to look at membership details and join them thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the women's soccer podcast i hope that you consider following Cl- cloud nine on instagram at cloud nine golf and following us wherever you get your podcasts to listen to more episodes thanks for listening today and peace out from your host ldg